Hello, my friends. Welcome to another episode of the Courage Cast. My name is Andrea Crisp, and I am straight up excited for you to hear today's episode. I want you to think back to the days you were in high school. I know for some of you that might be a far stretch, but for others of you, it was basically just last week, so you should be fine. Now for me, it's been decades, but I can still remember it like it was yesterday. I was a dreamer back then, and I still am today. Not much has changed on that front. So before I share with you about today's guest, I want you to get a picture in your mind of the dream you had for yourself when you were, say, 15 or 16 years old. Are you picturing it? What did you dream of doing? Who did you want to become? Here's a little backstory of mine and a dream that I still have yet to come to pass. I used to come home from high school every day and the first thing I would do is turn on the Oprah Winfrey show. Four o'clock, I would be parked on that couch watching that and I love me some Oprah Winfrey. Always have, always will. And so did my friend Darlene. Now, I distinctly remember us talking about how cool it would be to be on the Oprah show. Now, I'm not sure if she remembers this particular dream, but I certainly do. So fast forward a bunch of years, and I mean a bunch like 20 years, and neither of us have yet to be on the Oprah Winfrey show, but who wouldn't want to be on Super Soul Sunday? I mean, come on, seriously. Today, we are talking about dreaming big, risking big, and believing big. And all this coming from the mouths of babes, literally. Sometimes the dreams we dream for ourselves aren't just dreams, they are reality. That is, if we work hard, we don't let anything stop us from achieving them. And that being said, I am ridiculously, no seriously, I'm so excited to share this episode with you. Trust me when I say you are going to be blown away by the wisdom and the courage of the guest I have on today. You're listening to The Courage Cast, a show to equip and empower women to live bravely. Each week, we'll share coaching conversations and stories of women who are willing to face their fear and pursue their purpose. Here's your host, life coach, author, and your secret weapon. Okay, seriously, friends, I think we all need a little dose of Hannah Shante in our lives. Now, she is the guest that I have on today's episode. She is an incredibly talented young woman. She is the daughter of my childhood friend, Darlene Van Herten. And this is actually the very first time on the podcast that I've had a conversation with not only one guest, but two. Now, because we went way over time, I couldn't air the entire episode right here. So what I've decided to do is I'm going to air Hannah's portion here on the Courage Cast. And to hear Darlene's part of the conversation, you can head over to Patreon and you can access it on our Patreon page. And she's just like, this child is made for this industry. Hannah told them, I'm going to have my own TV show. I'm going to be a star of movies. And she just kind of went off. And I'm like, um, How am I just hearing about this for the first time? (laughs) So here's a little bit of a backstory. When I was growing up in Orleans, I lived a couple blocks over from my friend Darlene. And she was not only my friend, but she was also my confidant. She was my mentor. And we used to sing together quite a bit. In fact, we even entered into some competitions together and won. We were actually pretty good, if I do say so myself. Now, I don't think either of us thought we would be where we are today. And let me tell you, life has a way of surprising us. Now, you know a lot about me and where I've ended up, but my friend Darlene has a beautiful family. She has two children and a husband. She's working as a teacher, 
but her daughter Hannah is 13 years old and she is the guest on today's episode. Now this wise and lovely young woman is someone you might actually recognize from TV. She has been on such commercials as the Rice Krispies commercial. She has been on the big screen in movies like Sacrifice with Cuba Gooding Jr., Betty and Loretta with Angela Bassett and Mary J. Blige. I mean, come on, seriously. And more recently in Brown Girl Begins. So get ready, my friend, to be inspired by this little legend, Hannah. Hi. So I'm excited to have you on, Hannah. I'm excited to be here. I remember how beautiful and spunky you were when you were a toddler. You used to run around your house just kind of like a ball of energy. Did you always know that you kind of wanted to entertain people? Well, sort of. I knew it without knowing it. I knew it in my heart. Yeah. But I didn't know what that meant. Like, you know, you you just like, I like to make people happy, Mm -hmm. but I did not know that that meant like entertaining them or acting for them or purposefully being silly. I was just, I just like making people smile. That's, that's pretty um, insightful for a 13 year old. Thank you. Now, have you always been this wise? I don't think so. (laughs) I think if you're anything like your mom, you're probably very wise, but. Thank you. So tell me a little bit about your journey. And from your perspective, tell me about what it is like to be on set and maybe you can start with I think probably the most um, memorable thing that I've seen is your Rice Krispie commercial. Yes, everybody talks about that. At school today actually one of the boys was like oh you didn't know she's in the Rice Krispies commercial. They're always talking about it. It was when I was four years old and of course I'm like yeah I get to eat cereal all day. By the end of the day, I was like, oh my gosh, I've been eating cereal all day. It was crazy. And um, we we filmed the first part of the commercial first. They don't always do that. Sometimes they put it out of order. But we actually did film that part first. So it was like past my bedtime and I was still just eating Rice Krispies. And then I remember afterward, they had like this big dinner. And I was like, no, thank you. I am full. (laughs) (laughs) because I had eaten so much cereal. It was really fun. So when you're on set and they do put that bowl of cereal in front of you, you actually have to eat it? Yes. And sometimes, like a lot of times when you see people eating ice cream, I got lucky because when I did an ice cream scene, they use real ice cream. But a lot of times they do things like mashed potatoes or something, a little bit more healthy so that you're not just eating spoonfuls of ice cream. And so it doesn't melt on camera so that you don't have to eat it all at once. I'm sure there's lots of tricks that you have now learned about since you've been on set for so long. Like, so you were around four when you started and now you're how old? I'm 13 now. I just turned 13. Just a happy birthday. Thank you. So tell me like, what has been your favorite role thing that you've done? Well, that's a hard one. Because one of the most fun ones was probably the role of Gracie in Brown Girl Begins. Because Mm -hmm. I got to do my first stunt. (laughs) 
and I got to go up in a harness, which was really fun. And we got to film that one on Halloween. And it was kind of fun because when we were practicing that scene, I was in my Halloween costume because they actually, they were very good. And we celebrated Halloween on set. Mm -hmm. And so I was wearing, my costume that year was a ladybug. And I got to go in the harness like I was flying. It was really cool. That is very cool. Yeah. Now, what was the stunt? What did you have to do for the stunt? Um, she was hanging from a tree by her wrist. She was tied up by her wrist, hanging from a tree. I was in the harness. It was still hard on my wrist because had, they had to make it look real. So it was the harness was holding me up, but they still made it pretty um, realistic. Yes, they. I was almost hanging, but not quite. Not to the point where it, it hurt, but. Mm -hmm. um, I was hanging. Yeah. And that was the very first stunt that you've ever done. Yes. Now, would you want to do more of them? Oh, yes. They're very fun. They're very fun. <laughs> I don't want to do stunts where you're like jumping off cliffs or anything like that or skydiving. <laughs> but small stunts like that are very fun to do. Now, your mom was saying that part of that role, you had to be mute, which meant you were not talking. Yes. Now, as an actor, what is that like if you can't talk? Well, for me, for some people it may be easier because not everybody likes to talk as much as I do, but I like mm -hmm. to talk. I like to share my stories. So whenever I was not on camera, mom was like, oh my goodness. <laughs> I was talking so much the entire time with all the people on set when I was getting my and makeup done, getting into my costume the whole day. I was just talking and talking and talking. And it was really hard, too, because when you're crying, well, like, I, there was a scene where I was, I had to cry. And when I'm crying, I usually, like, will start mumbling or ram rambling on about whatever it is that's making me sad. Mm -hmm. But I couldn't. I just had to sit there crying silently. And I was like... How do I do that? How do I say nothing while crying? How do I make no, how, noise? How do you cry, like, on command? Well, it was, it was a pretty cold day, so that was helpful. But mm -hmm. we were almost done. And I was, I really, I think about sad things. And it's really, well, it's not as hard. I'm, I'm, I'm getting there. But... I used to have a lot of trouble with thinking about the things that made me sad because I don't like to be sad. Most people mm -hmm. don't. But it's really important to be able to channel those emotions. So I was I thought about the fact that I hadn't seen my dad or my brother or my grandmother in a really long time because it was just me and mom staying in Toronto because daddy had to go to work and Malachi had school, so we can't everybody just get up and go for a month to Toronto. And um, I thought about the fact that, like how the character must have felt scared, not knowing where any, like anybody that she knows and loves are. And she's hanging from a tree in the cold. It must have been pretty scary and getting hit by a mean lady. So it's... It sounds like you played a pretty important role there. I, I hope so. I hope my role was important. It's, um, 
Can you you tell me a little bit about that film? Yes. So it was a, it the film's about this girl Tijan, the main character, and um, it's like Af- African American culture, the island, the Caribbean culture. So they have their spirits, and it's it's really cool. And she is scared because she is a priestess, but in order to be able to take on her full responsibility as a priestess, she has to let the spirits come and take her over so that she can use her power properly. But the problem is she's really scared because when she was just little, she saw her mom die from the exact same thing. And so it's about being strong enough and to to fulfill your destiny. That's amazing. Yes. Well, I can't wait to see it. It sounds that sounds really cool. Like when I think about strong women, now I know that you're, you know, a young woman, but I think you're a pretty strong woman. Thank you. And I know that it must take a lot of courage for you to follow your dreams and to pursue what you love. So tell me a little bit about what it's been like to maybe face some of those fears or some of the apprehension maybe you felt about being on set or well, anything like that. One of my, um, my biggest fears is that I will have, I've always wanted to audition for Disney, not audition, to mm-hmm. be in Disney. And the casting director for Disney, she also does other stuff. And I was, I was very upset because I got an audition for her, but the role, there was a lot of swearing. And um, so I changed all the words. But when I got to the audition room, the man there, he, he's kind of, I don't think he was trying to be mean, but he's like, are you changing all the words on purpose or is it just like you just don't say them? It was like, I was kind of nervous. Like, Oh no, I don't want to lose this role. I really want to get to be able to work with this director so that she knows me and will hire me for more bigger things like Disney. And so I was really, really scared that I lost the job, but then I realized, but they don't, do swearing and stuff in Disney roles. So the kind of Disney roles I want anyway, Mm -hmm. like to be on Disney Channel. So I realized that maybe she'll see that that is how I am. I don't do swearing and stuff. That's better for the kids' roles that I would like to get. So even though I did not get that role, I am still getting auditions for her. And so that is very exciting. It was, I was very happy about that. Now, what is that like, you know, to feel rejection? Because let me just tell you, I don't do rejection really well. I never have. But to be your age and to not get a part, it, what does that feel like? It's, it's not easy. There are some parts where you just, 
okay, that I understand why I didn't get it. Like when you go and see it later on, mm-hmm. like, I don't know if you knew this, but I did audition for wonder for the role of summer. And I, no. yes, I wanted that role so bad every day. I'm like, mom, did they call yet? Did they call mommy? Do we know? Do they know mom, daddy? Did they call? Did they call? Can you please, can we please call and make sure that they haven't booked the role yet? Please every single day (laughs) and um I was um then I found out that the person who got it Millie she did and I was very very sad I was I was devastated really it was like I read the book before and I loved the book and the script for the movie everything it was just so awesome and I really wanted to be a part of it but I didn't get the role that so what do you do like when you find that news out and you're sad like how do you make yourself feel better well you need to think of it like you need to look at and see why why you didn't get the role and think okay so this actress or actor whoever if you're a boy or girl They got the role because they have these assets. They did this a different way or they look different because sometimes it's not even, it's just that you're not the right look or the right age for what they're looking for. And they realize that after you audition. So it's not nothing personal. Sometimes it literally just comes down to the fact that you're not what they're looking for for this role. But then I realized that I have just finished an audition for another director and every director that you audition for you get more known and then you start seeing more auditions from those people and that's exciting and that is how yeah i like okay i got to audition for these people now i'm in their minds they know them and that's how i put like put it aside and feel better there are a lot of women hannah who would benefit from listening to that advice a lot um i hear very often about women talking to me about fearful of taking a risk or taking a step because of the possibility of what might happen if they don't um, get picked or chosen for whether they're actors or musicians or possibly even for a job promotion. And you are learning at such a young age what it is like to put it into perspective and to realize that, no, this is just one step in many, many steps. Yeah. That's really, really amazing. Thank you. Now, what is it like for you? You've got a younger brother. Yeah. You've got two awesome parents, but what is it like for you with your friends and your school life? How have you been able to navigate acting and modeling and still have friends at school and church? Well, my friends at church who have known me for, most of them have known me for a very long time. And so they knew me either before or just as it was starting. And, um, well, most of them do at church. And so they understand they've been with me for this whole thing and they're very supportive. 
So all of my friends are just amazing at school, at church. And um, it's hard because there's been a couple of times, even with there was actually a play just at the church that happened. I was involved with it for like three years. And each year, my friend's birthday, like her sleepover party, was right before the the day of the play. So I couldn't sleep over. And I was really upset because she's my best friend at school. Mm-hmm. And it was three years in a row. But I can always, I see her at school almost every day. And mom said that I can, like, we can do something again another time, just the two of us, which can sometimes be even more fun. And so I think of it like that. There's always next time because your friends, they're not just because you can't go to your birthday party or hang out with them that day, whatever it is. If they're really your friends, they're not going to just leave you because of it, mm-hmm. which is something mom has told me because I've been scared. I've been like, mom, please, I can't miss this. This is really important to my friends. But mom said, if they're really your friends, they should be able to support you. And she has. And my friends at the church, they have as well. And at my new school, I'm making new friends. And it hasn't been as big of deal this year. I haven't had many auditions that have caused, I haven't had any that have caused me to miss school yet. But I'm going to a school with some students from my, from a school I went to in kindergarten. So I know some of the kids are ready. And they already know me from the acting stuff. So it's, it's, so that's no big surprise for them. Yeah. For some of them. And for the others, they're like, they just think it's really cool. Now, do they treat you different or do they treat you just the same as everybody else? Well, it depends on my friends don't usually treat me different. It's usually the other kids in my class. They'll be like going around and, oh, did you hear? She must be like a drama queen. She's always in all these movies and like talking about her acting stuff. And she must be such a diva. And it's really hard because... Hearing those kinds of comments, is it's not, it doesn't feel good to, mm-hmm. especially when you're, um, believe it or not, I'm pretty shy at school. <laughs> and so when I'm hearing people say those kinds of things, I am, it, it's very, um, it's hard. But. Well, I think it's, it's hard for all of us. Yeah. So how do you how do you handle it? What do you say? I just kind of say, well, you guys do sports. I do acting. It's you guys go and you have your hockey tournaments. I go and I have my auditions. It's it's like everybody has their thing that they do, whether it's music or acting or sports or art. There's all sorts of different things that people can do. And if they're, if it's, they're making stupid comments and actually making fun of me, I usually just ignore them because 
there's no point really in trying to deal with that kind of thing because middle school kids just they don't really listen <laughs> if, <laughs> if they have something they want to say they're just going to say it anyway I think you're right with that I think you're right but I think you're very wise in in how you're looking at that and it can be difficult when it looks like you're doing something that's in the spotlight and other people aren't I'm really trying not to be in the spotlight (laughs) (laughs) but okay so here's an interesting thing you say you're kind of introverted at school you're shyer but what about when you're on set what do you like um well it's it's different on set because they they actually understand how it's like the whole acting stuff. So they don't they don't think people are a diva unless they're actually acting like a diva. They don't just assume oh actors, models, diva. It's it's not all under the same umbrella for them. They actually understand. So I tend to be more outgoing. And even some of the people at school also do acting, especially when I went to St. Pete's last year. I had a couple of friends who were also in the acting. And they understand what it's like because people say the same things to them. Oh, you're not really in movies and all that kind of stuff. So they understood. And it's, it's much easier to be outgoing with people who understand what's going on with you. Mm-hmm. Like Absolutely. go through the same things. That's why it's easy to be outgoing with your family because they're with you all the time. Versus when you're going when you're with your friends or certain friends or certain people. Sometimes when you're meeting new people, it's a lot easier to be shy because you don't know them. They don't know you. Okay, so now you know I was not joking when I said that Hannah is a wise young woman. Now, all of this wisdom has to come from somewhere. And I mentioned that part of the conversation is going to be on the Patreon page. But I wanted to share a little snippet of the conversation that I had with Hannah's mom, Darlene, who is my good friend, because I thought it was really important for you to hear what it's like from a parent's point of view when they are chasing their own dreams as well as helping their kids pursue theirs. You know, what about your dreams? How does that fit into the equation? How does being Darlene also fit into this whole thing? You know, I've been asking myself that question in all honesty because Mm -hmm. um, I've made some decisions as a result of um, Hannah in particular now even Malachi um, being in this industry. And so um, I think as was mentioned earlier, I am a teacher and I, you know, other than the, you know, mat leave and that kind of stuff, then when they started the acting, I decided to not go back full time, but to remain as an occasional teacher, a supply teacher, so that I would be available to manage their careers and manage the family and do that kind of thing. And so every sort of a job that I ever took in terms of supply teaching was then, does it fit in with the needs of my kids and my family? The good thing is, as a supply teacher, you can say yes to a job or no to a job at any point. So there would be times where I would have to block out. So like when Hannah went to Toronto to do 
Brown Girl Begins, that was a month out. And Mm -hmm. so we were in Toronto for a month. And we got her schoolwork and we went there and did it. So I homeschooled her on set, you mm-hmm. know? And these, so these are some of the decisions that I've made. That being said, now that they're a little bit older, I'm reevaluating what is it that I want out of life. And for a while there, I just thought I'd never wanted to be a full-time teacher. But then I got this opportunity to fill in and do a long-term occasional, which means you're doing you know, a series of uh, consecutive days, weeks, months, whatever. And um, you are now in control of the classroom. You get to decide how the lesson plans are going, that kind of thing. And I actually loved it. And it was Mm -hmm. kind of a return to my roots. I don't think I'm I'm ever going to lose that um, thing in me that pushes others to succeed, that pushes others to be their best. Mm-hmm. And I realized that behind the scenes is actually where my spotlight shines. Mm. So there is still a spotlight on me. It's just not in the typical place. But I find that whenever I try to move out from that, there's a disconnect. And so how can I best use then the fact that I can teach? How can I use that to the best of my ability to help my family and to help other people's children in essence be the best that they can be as well and so for me I'm a little bit shocked honestly because I thought well with my kids doing the Hollywood thing and whatever and the acting I you know whatever direction that takes them that's where I want to go and honestly I would love to be where you know in that place where my kids are just thriving and it's kind of a full-time deal for them I thought, you know what, wouldn't that be awesome that I could be the on-set teacher because I do have a degree. I could actually be that person and, you know, just do that. But it just, I realized it just doesn't matter in the end. Mm -hmm. My shining moment is in the moments that God gives me at the moment that God gives them to me. So instead of sort of stressing it about the future, I look to the, what can I do right now? I go into my classroom early. I'm like, okay, what is this day gonna look like? What is first period gonna look like? You know, Mm -hmm. and then in those sort of steps being lit up, right? God lights up our, as we take each step, our path gets lit up. So as I take each of those steps, then I'm like, ah, here it is. This is what it was. And sometimes it's in retrospect, but I think that's better for me because I'm the kind of person that could get caught up in the worry of future. So the healthiest point of view for me is to look at what God has given me in that moment and make the best out of it. Because as those moments add up, then they add up to a lot of awesome moments, which leads into an awesome life lived Mm -hmm. um, where I have sought to do my best by God, by my family, by my friends. That is why I love you, um, true, really and truly. And I have to say, like, you know, just hearing you talk about that is, you know, you were someone who pushed me forward. You were the person who encouraged me to follow my dreams and to be the best that I could be. And even back before any of this was going on or happening, it was always 
in you to do that. It was always part of Darlene and who you were, which has always been this beautiful light that um, exudes, often lighting up other people, which is is so beautiful. And I remember, you know, looking back now and thinking about some of the plays that we did at <laughs> church and how you directed them and how you wrote music and how you did all these things even back then that I'm sure now it's no coincidence that you are doing today for your own kids and being in that um, that space and occupying that space for them similarly to what you did for so many people even when we were growing up so it's just amazing thank you so I want to encourage you in that. Thank you. I appreciate that. Because I think it's beautiful. Because, of course, the temptation is to look at others and see them sort of getting in the sort of like the typical spotlight place and wondering Absolutely. if you've missed the mark, um, if you missed the boat mm-hmm. somehow. Because, um, okay, just recognizing the reality is I have been blessed. I can do a lot of things and I can do them pretty well. And sometimes the temptation has been to be upset that it's not being recognized and it's probably going to be a lifelong struggle because you see other people even people that you have taught yourself and i've I've watched that's what i live because i've watched people that i have taught that i have mentored and then they go out to the front spotlight i'm like but because i that was (laughs) (laughs) yeah and so I realized that I don't need to despise that place. Um, there's sort of a saying that says like every job, everything um, that anyone ever does, they got there because of a teacher. Whether it's a formal professional classroom teacher or someone who just came alongside. So to me, it's a place of honor and of joy and sometimes of heartache, definitely of hard work but that's all good. That's all part of the journey. And uh, I'm thankful for it. So I, I, um, I thank you for um, recognizing that in me and just speaking life back into it. And, uh, you know, it gives me hope for the future of things that I will do. Um, it gives me hope for the future of things that my kids will do and my kids, my student kids will do. Um, and I have a small part in the whole process. So to hear the entirety of the conversation that I had with Darlene, you can head over to the Patreon page where the entire conversation with Darlene will be. And to access it, you can go to patreon.com forward slash the courage cast. Now let's go back to my conversation with Hannah. So what is it like when you're around adults on set like have you been able to make friends how has that been it's usually very good i have been able to make friends when i was especially when i was younger they tended to and i'm not trying to say that i shouldn't be treated this way i'm a little four-year-old kid six-year-old kid on set but they did tend to be more like treat me more like a baby but Mm -hmm. they don't know me so that's okay because they don't understand that I actually do understand more what's going on because a lot of people wouldn't but 
and I'm not trying to be braggy here because <laughs> I was just <laughs> you can brag all you want Hannah. <laughs> I, I tend to understand a lot more than most people do only because I have the experiences but when you don't go through the experiences you don't gain the understanding that other people who do would so I understand what it's like to be on set but they tend to be like oh it's okay it's just gonna happen like this and it's not usually the crew it's usually the other actors who are like that so maybe they've not worked with a child actor before yeah it's kind of like that so they need the experience. Yes. <laughs> You're like, I'm here so you get some experience. Yes, exactly. <laughs> now, there are probably a lot of things that you want to do. A lot of oh, roles. Yes. So tell me about, like, what are your dreams for the future? What do you see yourself I doing? want to be a Disney kid all the way. <laughs> I want to be, I want to get my big, Disney TV series that has like seven seasons and with like stuff coming out, products and shoes and all sorts of things from my TV show. So you've already thought it through. Yes. And I want to be in Disney movies and I want to meet my Disney role model Zendaya. She is an amazing actress and she dances and she does her own stunts and she can sing plus she is a mixed girl so I look up to her a lot so it sounds like she's kind of like your inspiration my my acting inspiration your acting okay so tell me about your other inspirations who else my modeling inspiration is Harriet Paul She's with AMTI too. And um, she is just so sweet. I, <laughs> she is one of the nicest people. And you might think, well, she's a model, so she must have like this entitlement to her, but she doesn't. She is so humble. And I just love that about her. Yes. Mm-hmm. Now, so you've got an acting inspiration slash everything else, apparently, that Zendaya does. Now you've got a a modeling. Is there anyone else that you look up to in the industry or people who you think, man, I'd like to have a career like that person? Well, I would like to have one like Julia Roberts. She has a pretty awesome career. She really does. Because she has been in all sorts of movies, adult movies, movies that I can't even watch. (laughs) Not yet. And kids movies. (laughs) And she has lovely voice and smile. I love her smile. Beautiful smile. Yes. Oh my goodness. An amazing laugh. Yes. And she's just, Mm -hmm. she's so beautiful. A beautiful lady. Now, if you could meet any actor. Who would you want to That meet? is a hard one because I, <laughs> hmm, I need to think. Don't worry. You can change your mind tomorrow because tomorrow you could have a new pick. Well, it would be one of two people. 
it would be either, like I said, Zendaya or Julia Roberts. Okay. And I was, that's another reason why I was so bummed about Wonder because she was actually in it and I could have totally met her. <laughs> well, you know what? You could still get another opportunity to do it's something true. pretty amazing. So you never know when you might just run into Miss Julia Roberts. Yes. I think that'd be pretty awesome. It would be. And apparently she was actually at TIFF this year here in Toronto. Did you I go? did not. And I am hoping to get to go next year because it's a huge event here in Canada where people from the industry come from all over the place. It's pretty cool. Yes, it is very cool. It's actually just a couple streets down from where I live. That's awesome. Yeah, so if you come to TIFF next year, then you'll have to give me a call and we'll have to go for lunch okay. or something. Yeah. Is it yes. Nice? Because I definitely would love to see you. I think it's an orange carpet. <laughs> I'd love to see you on the orange carpet. That'd be awesome. That would be awesome. Now, if you could do anything else besides acting, what would you do? I think I would actually like to be a teacher. I just don't know what grade. Okay. I love to work with little, little kids. But I also would like to help, like, people in, my, like, in grade 8, 7, 8 as they're going into high school. Because for me, I find school can be pretty hard sometimes. And um, I'd like to help kids to understand the same way my teachers and my mom have been helping me. The, that I was actually a teacher for many years, like your mom. And I think that's a really good profession. And you get to see people really succeed. So it's kind of a fun. And I was a music teacher. That's really so cool. We got to sing. They played instruments, all sorts of stuff, which is which was pretty awesome. Now, if there are people that are listening to this podcast, a lot of women listen and people from all over the world, in fact, and they're probably thinking to themselves, oh my gosh, I can't believe this young woman is as smart and wise and insightful as you are, because you are all of those things. But a lot of times women feel as though they are hesitant to step out and do the things that they really love to do. If you were to give them some advice from your own experience, what would you say? Just do it. Just whatever it is you have to do, as long as you're not going to guess what God says because that comes first. But if you believe that that is what you want to do and that God is in your corner, you can do it. And it's it may be a lot of hard work and I'm not saying that everything will happen right away because it's not like that. It's Life is not just handed to you, you have to do the work. It's something my mom has been telling me <laughs> every day, <laughs> especially with math. <laughs> <laughs> but you you can't just oh this is my dream but it will never happen well of course you won't if you just sit there moping about it you have to work hard get what needs to be done in place and that is 
one of the things I'm so proud of my mom for with this teaching, she has been doing courses for both teaching and driving. And she is a mom, a full-time mom, doing a full-time teaching job and a full-time teaching course. It, she's not doing, she finished the course, but it was craziness and it was amazing. And she's going to be doing the next one soon. And I am just, I'm so proud of her because it was very hard. And she just pulled through and made it happen. And she's teaching this year. That's amazing. Your mom is pretty amazing. Yes, she is. And that is really great advice. And I hope that people that are listening to that take it because out of the mouths of babes, Seriously, you, my friend, are one of the wisest young women. In fact, you are not just one of the wisest young women, one of the wisest women I have talked to in a very, very long time, Hannah. Thank you. That, that makes me feel very nice. Very good. I hope for you that not only do you get to do the things that you want to do, which are Disney, which are to meet amazing inspirational people that you can work with and learn from but I hope that you have opportunities just to inspire people with who you are as a person with um, your smile and your laugh just like when you were little just making people happy everywhere you go is my hope and my prayer for you so I want to thank you for being on the courage cast Thank I'm you. so happy you are here. I cannot wait till I can see you again. And of course your mom, but also, you know, to see you on the big screen and see all of the amazing movies that will come out and perhaps even a few um, Disney series or movies that you might do in the future. So thank you. It has been wonderful talking to you. I'll tell you what, friends, if this doesn't inspire you, I don't know what will. Honestly, I felt so encouraged after talking to Hannah. It reminded me that I need to really have that childlike faith again to believe for things in my own life. And sometimes life comes at us hard and there are a lot of obstacles we have to face, especially the older we get. But if we maintain that faith like a child to believe that anything absolutely anything is possible for our lives, then anything will be possible. I want to thank Hannah for being a guest on the Courage Cast and also her beautiful mama, whose entire conversation will be located over on the Patreon page and you can access it at patreon.com forward slash the Courage Cast. And you're not going to want to miss it because Darlene has some amazing wisdom to share with you about raising kids in the industry and following her own dreams at the same time. So friends, thank you for being here. As always, I love to connect with you. So please make sure you do follow me on Instagram at at and at the dot courage cast and DM me, say hi, tell me who you are and where you're listening from. Cause I'd love to get to know you. I'm also on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash the courage cast. And until next time, remember you have everything you need to live bravely. If you like this episode of The Courage Cast, we'd love to hear from you. Leave us a rating and review, and while you're there, hit subscribe so you never miss an episode. Original music and production by Stephen Krillick.